Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11, 12. Paul said very clearly and unapologetically that we fight not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. Principalities are spiritual rulers over regions, given place by the agreement of the people within it, who in actuality had the true dominion, but yet have forfeited it over to wickedness through their acts of unrighteousness. Romans chapter 6 verse 6 tells us this, Know ye not, that to whom ye yield yourself servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, rather of sin unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. One such example of this in scripture is when Daniel fasted and prayed, and the angelic messenger of the Lord was dispatched to bring him answers. Yet when he arrived, this mighty angel says that he was held up over Persia by the prince of Persia until Michael, the archangel, came to help him. Now, obviously, there is no earthly prince that can battle against God's mightiest angels. But rather, this was a spiritual prince, the principality over Persia that caused all this mayhem. One such principality that we can see in scripture, perhaps one of the greatest among them, is the spirit of death mentioned in Revelations chapter 6, as the rider on the pale horse. We read in verse 8, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat upon him was Death, and Hell followed after him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beast of the earth. Now, if we look up the original Greek and see the definition of this word beast, it can mean wild animals or it can mean crazed, ravenous men, rioters, murderers, ravaging warmongers, men who behave themselves as though they have been overtaken by a beast from within. The Bible clearly warns us that such would rise in the last days and even says there would be a mark for them. A mark of allegiance and obedience to these powers and principalities upon them. You see, the enemy, he works in hierarchies. Death is the principality, the ruling head of a demonic family, the general of an evil army. Yet, there are many powers under him, such as suicide, genocide, homicide, murder, abortion, and even hatred. Yes, hatred is a power that rushes in with all manner of accusations that once agreed with opens the gates for this greater evil to enter in. This is why Jesus warned us that if we hate our brother, we are already guilty of murder because that we have given place to the same spirit. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 21, Jesus tells us this, Ye have heard that it was said by them of old, Thou shalt not kill, and that whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I, Jesus, say unto you, 
that whosoever is merely angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. For whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the counsel. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, from a place of anger, shall be in danger of hell fire. Paul expounds on this to give us a little clarity. He says, be angry and sin not, as if to remind us that, yes, sometimes we will all get caught up in the moment and our emotions will rise up, but we have got to take every thought captive immediately. It says that when you become angry, do not allow yourself to sin by allowing the sun to go down upon your wrath, or else it will give place to the devil. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, that when we become angry, we must repent and release it immediately that we sin not. Because if we hold on to that offense, that bitterness, that hatred, then we give place to the devil. When he speaks those things to us, if we agree with him, it opens the door and lets those spirits in. Not only into our own lives, but into the greater territory that we have been given because remember that we were created from the beginning to take dominion. We saw an example of this from the very beginning in Genesis chapter 4 verse 6, the first murder ever committed. The Lord was speaking to Cain here and he said, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, shall you not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, then sin lieth at the door. He warned him that the enemy was speaking. He was knocking. Don't come into agreement or you're going to open the door and let that spirit in. And we see as we continue to read in this passage, it says, And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass that when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. What was conceived in hatred because of envy gave way to murder. Because that Cain agreed with what the enemy spoke to him more than what God did. Because God always preaches a message of forgiveness. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 14, we read that we will know that we have passed from death unto life. From being in allegiance to the spirit of death. From being a servant, a slave in bondage to it unto servants of life. Through Jesus Christ that we have been converted, changed, born again, saved, and given the promise of resurrection. He said we will know that this has truly happened, that we have been converted because that we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth still in death. For whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God. Because that he laid down his life for us. And we ought also to lay down our lives for the brethren. My friend, we are warned of the dangers of allowing this terrible principality to take dominion over your region or nation. Because that where it is welcomed and agreed with, all hell will follow after. All manner of evil and wickedness, all destruction, hatred, and violence against everything righteous. Perhaps the worst thing that it brings is that all those who it uses, and even many that it abuses, will end up in hell. Because where the spirit of death steps in, 
those who agree with it and serve it will eventually be claimed by it and hell will follow for them. In Matthew 26 verse 51 we read this, And then Jesus said unto him, Put away thy sword into its sheath, for all they that take up the sword shall perish with the sword. You see, this is a great and mighty tactic of the enemy, this very spirit that moves at first so subtly in hatred. It steals away your fruitfulness, the first of which the scripture tells us is love. You see, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 12, Jesus warned us that because of iniquity, because of sin, of wickedness, of the trespasses of those who are influenced by these evil spirits, because this lawlessness shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. But yet he that endures unto the end, the same shall be saved. So my friend, guard with all diligence to maintain your fruitfulness. Because for those who resist and persist in love, peace, and righteousness, even as Christ our Lord did, When he faced it, they will win a crown of life and robes of righteousness. They will lead others away from its clutches. They will remind this usurping spirit that he has already been defeated and that his time is very limited. They will take dominion over the lands that they have been given. They will speak to that mountain and cast it into the sea of forgetfulness. They will refuse to be in agreement with it. They will not serve it or its purposes. They will serve King Jesus, him and him only. They will stand in confidence, knowing that death has lost its grip on them and hell its sting. For their destination is heaven and a glorious resurrection. As we continue to read the passage in the book of Revelations chapter 6, starting in verse 9, immediately after the identification of the spirit of death and the hell that follows after it and all of the wickedness that it will unleash in the places where it is given authority, it says that next he saw, under the altars of heaven, the souls of them which had been slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. Because you see, this thing wages war against the seed of Abraham because it is him who has defeated him. He knows his time is short and he's coming back to finish what he started. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell upon the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. Remember how many times we were told by Jesus that there was a separating coming. We got to choose a side, blessing or cursing, life or death. Lord, help us to be found among those who choose 
to have faith in you and the eternal life that you have given unto us to demonstrate love and all of the fruits of the spirit no matter how much this wickedness rises up against us and tries to steal it from us by planting hatred in the hearts of God's children. In Revelation chapter 19, verse 6, we read about those who were willing to endure to the end, maintaining these fruits of love, mercy, and compassion because of their deep faith and belief in the teachings of Jesus and the resurrection that he promised us that is coming. It says, And I heard, as it were, the voices of a great multitude, and as the voices of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And he saith unto them, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto them, These are the true sayings of God. You see, Jesus already overcame this enemy at Calvary. But then he left and gave us time to choose a side. He sent his disciples out into all the world to declare the good news, the gospel. That Jesus had overcome this enemy, had made a way for us to be freed from it, that we had been liberated. And that if we chose to believe him, to leave our allegiance and agreement with these evil spirits, powers, and principalities, and serve under him as the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, then we would be raised with him when he returns to finish what he started. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 25, it says, For Jesus must reign until he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, we read this, that they, the saints, will eventually overcome this enemy by the blood of the Lamb, what Jesus did at Calvary and the word of their testimony that they have truly been set free of the bondage of this thing they have been forgiven and given the ability to forgive those who have trespassed against them that they are no longer under the dominion of this spirit of death hatred murder and contention but that they themselves have dominion over it that they can say get ye behind me satan you will not drag me to hell and eternal damnation for the sins that you cause men to commit because I am no longer bound to them. I don't have to agree with it. I don't have to be a slave to it. I've been set free. I've been liberated by King Jesus. And here's my testimony. This is how he changed me when I believed by faith that his blood atoned for me that I might be made clean and able to receive his spirit and began to follow the leading of it that I might produce the peaceable fruits of righteousness but it all started from a place of repentance coming out of agreement with the lies of this enemy and forgiveness because when I was crucified with Christ everything that I ever did wrong in my past life died but so did everything that was ever done wrong to me I forgave and I shut the gate to that spirit of hatred. It says that they overcome this enemy by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testimony, which proved to the unbelieving that that blood really did give them freedom. 
And it says that they love not their lives unto the death because this spirit is very intimidating. It says, Woe unto the inhabitants of the earth, for the devil has come down unto you having great wrath because he knows that his time is very short. When you truly get converted, saved, born again, changed, and step into the service of the king of kings, you can expect this enemy to fight back. But my friend, there's no better place to be on the shores of eternity than to have it declared and decreed that this saint was an enemy of the enemy of God. There's no greater endorsement under heaven than to be hated by hell, applauded by the saints, crowned by angels, given a place in New Jerusalem, the kingdom to come, a glorious resurrection because of your faithfulness to King Jesus. Because this enemy will be defeated. And sadly enough, will the fate of it be shared by all those who agreed with it. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 6, we read this, And I saw thrones, and they that sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them which had been beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshipped the beast. Neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their forehead or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, because on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God, and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years in New Jerusalem. Father, we want to be counted among them that are resurrected on that day to rule and reign with you when this enemy is finally defeated. Because we understand that while principalities cannot be defeated by man, they can be deposed by them. Because that you have given us dominion, we take it today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, you are coming back to finish what you started. But you told us when you left to possess the land that you had given us. You told us to take dominion, Lord, that you would be with us wherever you sent us. So, Lord, we stand in the places that you have positioned us. And we speak it forth today in faith, Lord, that we have no agreement with the spirit of hate nor the principality that empowers it. Because Jesus, you came to bring life and to bring it more abundantly. Forgive us of any time we ever held offense or a grudge. We release it. Any unforgiveness, let it be crucified with Christ and let us be raised again right now into newness of life. Lord, heal the hurts in the heart that are open doors for this thing to step in and influence men. This is not for somebody else to fix because on the day of judgment, we will not give an account for them or what they did. We will give an account for us and our reaction to the opportunity that we have been given. Did we repent of our own sin and unforgiveness? Did we forgive so we could be forgiven? Did we believe the words of Jesus? For every person today that is willing to pray and release this, then for you right now, death is defeated.
This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.